Hello listeners, we're back with the final part of episode 2 of Changing the Game. We're continuing the discussion with John Novak, who came into our office for an insightful and entertaining discussion around sports psychology. Let's get back to Leon and Gary from Kickoff, along with John, who are wrapping up this week's episode. seems consistent and I'm very much like it and probably yes. get like you is energy so when I yes, speak to our coaches and speak to people that we're around I love high energy yeah. to the point where I probably yeah. end up too much rushing and, and oh, rushing. My, yeah. or my message might yeah. come across that's where the World uh, Cup is rushing rushing so how can you possibly help me? Sure you're still recording. <laughs> still, we're still going? You're still going, eh? You're good. Yeah, yeah. Have you got any tips? How yes. If, because I think yes. you, you might get yes. almost caught up in what you're doing. Yes. That passion. Yes. You, know, you're, you're, you want that much energy. Yes. That you might get lost in, yeah. in your message that you're delivering. Yes. Um, yes. Perfect. So this, this thing, that what we're talking about is developing your observer self. Observer self. So what you're asking is... Okay, I want a lot of this to be appropriate, but I need to be my observer self. Just checking, check, just check. And I go, woo! Sometimes I do it just for the hell of it. Uh, sometimes I'll just, I want to do it because I want to create that. I want to get that brace thing. Like, you want to get that energy yeah. going. Then you do the opposite. You chill it. You chill it. You chill it out and you get lower and lower. Because then they're like, is there something wrong? Oh, yeah. You play with energy yeah. by modulating well. And that's how you engage people. You can't say, if I came out here and yelled the whole time, Will, the will wouldn't mean anything. You do the, Whoa! and then you take it back down <laughs> and you stay present and you don't go on with the will, but you do, it's like in a field. You've got to be on, you've got to be on. Sometimes long ball, short, aware, behind. You know, you're constantly looking. You've got to create an energy that's appropriate for what you want to do. Yep. So we are we are the ones that is manipulating, controlling, devising, systematically projecting an energy that's appropriate. How will I know that if I don't have a thought about that through my observer self? Yep. Observe what you want. Make a decision in your preparation. How do I want to deliver this? Like today, for example, I asked myself... You know, I asked you a few questions before we started. I saw your brief. I thought about it a bit. And then I thought you just said, oh, well, just let's go with it and see what happens. Now, I can't the whole time scream and I can't the whole time belt it out. I do need to breathe. I'll breathe in between <laughs> and I'll slow it down. And i got to think about the variety of bits of energy that are appropriate for the circumstances. An athlete needs to know when they need to hit and when to stay there. They need that for frenetic energy near the goal. Come on, you got to get in because it's the one who just gets it out. Just gets it out. You can't stay cool and composed and not, you got to want it. Like Tim, like Tim Cahill's thing, not that he's been on, but his thing is just being there. Yeah. Being the appropriate energy at the appropriate moment. That takes time to consider. 
And we, as educators, need to consider what the appropriate thing for the appropriate moment is through deep reflection and deep introspection. You've got to think about it, you've got to consider it, and then you've got to assess it. Then you have a colleague going, what do you think the feedback was like? What do you think that would be like? How do you think that was taken? Now I've been doing it for 30 years. I've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feedback. And now I know that my selling point is, woo! And stay down. It's, It's the up and the down and then be honest, but don't worry what people think. I can't worry what you think. I can't worry about that. I've got to just project what feels comfortable and watch. And it's been tr- proven through feedback yeah. that doesn't matter what happens in my feedback. If I've got 200 people, I'll have people who love me so much. And I'll have five people or three people who hate me. And they'll go, this guy's absolutely... It's actually a t- Anyway. <laughs> house. S house. <laughs> Yet I'll have some of the best things since sliced bread. So in other words, you can't please everyone all the time. So that's, don't worry that you, that everyone's not on the exact same pinpoint because you don't know what's happened in their lives. You don't know whether dad was, dad, what dad or mum were doing the night before or there was something that there's a problem at home. Just what you need to know is what will attract them enough that they'll want to model you. So the, the question that we need to ask ourselves as coaches, what will be the best me in these circumstances at, in, in, at this very moment? I see so many coaches come in and they'll come in of all different sports and it's the same thing every time and they're wondering, hey boys, you're not really there today. Well, you don't look like you're there either, coachy coach. What do you want? What do you want of them? So whatever you want, show them. Yeah, I think that's about right. I think we, as coaches... It's very easy to look at a set, just a session and go, that session didn't go well. So you look at why it didn't go well. And you mm. generally look at them and you go, well, actually, he didn't, he didn't do that. And he didn't do that. And he didn't do that. And you constantly do that. As opposed to me, I tried to go, if that didn't go well, it was probably me. That's what I tried to do. I, I tried to go, it's Full probably, responsibility. It was probably me. What, what could I have done to, if, it, if there was a certain player that didn't perform, I tried to look at, well, what could I have done that would have made him perform better? And I tried to look at, yeah. Can I have made that better? As opposed yeah. to just keep going, because you can easily just go, they've done that wrong again. Yeah. This is the same drill I've done again, yeah. and we're still getting it wrong. Yeah. So for me, well, if you're still yeah. getting it wrong, well, they're still getting it wrong, yeah. you, must be, you must be not doing yeah. it right. I did it the other night. 20 minutes of spending on something, didn't get it. And I'm like, right, let's stop. Go get a drink. And I'm like, I must be not delivering this correctly. Yeah. I thought I was, but I'm not. Yeah. Started again, did the same thing with the energy. Calm down. I had a chat with them. Good. I made it relax. Great. And then it was, oh, they've got it now. They've got it all. Yeah. Did they, they get you, it? You they got it. You could argue that 30 minutes was wasted. I think that's oh, no, where no, co- no, 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 coaches no. go, oh, I've got to keep going now because I've just spent 30 minutes on it, so I've got to keep going. And yeah. it was a point of, no, I'm just almost scrapping that 30 mm. minutes. You've mm. not got it. But it's it was self-reflection, and that's where you put the, the self-observe. Yeah, self-reflection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that energy across. And that needs to be done before the session, yep. not just in... Because, you know, as a karate instructor and as an instructor of fitness for my, my life, I've, you do all of the preparation well before. I know we do that technically and tactically and strategically. We put everything ready, cones are ready, everything's ready. We're going from here to here and it's great transition. But no, no, the, what's definitely not trained is the messaging. The messaging is not trained. What are you actually going to say to get the result? Yeah. What? So always technical 
So there's a tactic, there's a technical requirement to explain it. Instructional, technical, instructional, inspirational. Always. What am I going to say in this good? Now, what what what's the num the three most important things I need to say about this? But before you get inspirational, what you guys will remember is this. Next, what you guys need to remember is this. In each section, it needs to be coached well. Yeah. And and that is. A, a, a good reflective exercise and in your preparation of all your sheets go in and put your notes down yeah. this this, this I need that technically and that's what I need to go instructionally yeah. and this is what I need inspirationally it's always got to be inspiration not uh, you want them to be jumping out of the skins but you're not jumping out of the skin it's like I'm, I'm at the edge of my seat why? because I'm excited yeah. I'm excited right now yeah. so if I'm excited do you think they're going to be excited? my clients watch this yeah. and then it's, it's a show it's okay. a show of uh, we're playing this role, and it's called I am where I'm an ex-athlete, and you're a present athlete. So what are you going to do? And they go, I feel like playing now. So when I talk to coaches, an ex ex Australian uh, player in rugby who now is a coach of a of an elite GPS school, he's like, I want to get out there now. Why? Of course, he, because he used to play. And the question always is, imagine if I could have strung together. 5,000, say, in our sport now that we're talking, 5,400 seconds of this. Yeah. And you represented the country. And you represented you represented a um, Super 15 team. Imagine what you could have done. It's like, woo, scary. That's because they know. And the more elite they are, the more they know. So my longest conversation with any elite athlete was Dave Warner. We started together. It was three and a half, four hours. Boom, 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 boom. Why? Because he knows. That doesn't mean he's a perfect human being. He messes up. It's happened. But what's important is that he understands what's required in the breath. All the philosophical stuff and all the other stuff around the situation is there's a multitude of other issues in everything. So I'm like, I'm non-judgmental in anything. But I do know one thing. When someone's great, they understand how to deliver something appropriately under different and difficult circumstances. That's what we need to teach them. Not just those trite words, energy, confidence player. Oh, that's even continuity here. We're even talking about what we started about <laughs> four hours ago. That's uh, funny. The way you delivered that, there's a, a friend of ours called Ronell Hobson who's a sprint coach. Yep. Really, really good. But I remember she, she assessed a few athletes I had and pretty much they were weak they weren't, didn't have any good run mechanics they were slow and she's not slaughtered them she just basically told them everything they had to improve upon yep. and the four of them were decent athletes and they just kind of looked downbeat and whatever and she just got isn't it exciting yes. you had all these things I've just told you how to improve them yeah. and you see them looking at each other like oh is this exciting I thought it was just bad news yeah. this is great news Yes. You can now improve. You didn't know how to do it. Look how much better you can be now. Yes, yes. And they were like, they left the session from being so down, like, oh, yes. I thought I was good running. It was like, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, right, I can yeah. get better. Yes. And yes. That was one of them. I was like, that is so... Love it. Oh, brilliant. She's one of the best of that as well, so she's really good. But that just reminded me of that when you're talking about the, mm. the highs and then the lows and inspiration. Mm. And it comes from the passion that yeah. she has for it as well, doesn't we speak about that? One of the greatest things I'm noticing in the evolution of athletes now and these different generations that I've been exposed to which I've you know celebrated in the opportunities is that um, their resilience their enthusiasm and passion how fleeting it can be fleeting so 
you, we as coaches need to understand these generations better. This generation of they they because everything's just so everything's perfect. Everything's said to them in the right way. So there's a brittleness. Yeah. There's a, 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 a the opposite to mental toughness. Yeah. We are we need to help them become tougher because intrinsically, I told you the program's limitless. Yeah. I I assume. Everyone it's limitless. Everyone, everyone listening, anyone, anyone knowing, all of our friends, I've seen they're all limitless. But what gets in our way is that the personalities that, that we're developed is doesn't cope with kind of criticism well because our parents now are, are, are trying to say everything so positively. Oh, you're so positive. You're so fantastic. You're so, and you get smashed. <laughs> smashed. And everyone's so positive, 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 positive. Oh, positive, positive. Oh, that's negative. Like this coach you're talking about. No, that's the reality. The reality is you need to develop your first touch on your left leg. You mean I'm not good? No, I didn't say you weren't good. That's not positive. That's the reality. Yeah. And, and when you start reality-basing kids, varies on the fragility of their personalities. You need to know how fragile they are before you could say what you want to say. You say that to the wrong person, what you said, they're out of here. Because they're not used to... Because when they, when they play their games, they're always winners. Yeah. Life, is, life is all about winning, 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 winning. And we know absolutely definitively, categorically now, it's the bounce back and the bounce forward that shows who's going to succeed. Much loss, much struggle, many obstacles, many, many impediments dealt with better are the ones that will get ahead. We need to train our kids to do that. It's not in the uh, mainstream positivity language. It's so when you say that, they fall straight away down and they go, as you said with the example, they go, oh, well, I'm not good. What? You, someone, you're really good until the lady got here. Now you're not good. You're here in this session because you are good and we want you to get better. Yeah, exactly. But now suddenly you're lacking belief. Oh, there it goes again. Because someone said one thing. One thing and bang, it's, you know, it has a cards. It, we need to know how to deal with this as coaches yeah. because I'm dealing with these people all of the time and I'm noticing all these different levels of awareness of perceptions and the, these kids are a result of a perception of the adults and these adults who are saying these things sociologically are presenting the same message for the same reasons and the same reasons are because they never heard it. Their parents were so negative and they never gave them a chance. Now they're telling their kids, well, you can do anything. You can do anything. They don't tell them how they're going to do it. They just, you can do anything. You can do anything. I'll drive you anywhere. I'll drive you across the world. It doesn't matter that it's my 16th mortgage. I'll get you to that 5th Division team in England so you have a trial on the bench. You'll sit there, but I'll get you there because I want to have given you everything. But you didn't give him how. Yeah. No how. Just, just, so you can do it. And say, I gave you the opportunity. I gave you everything. Yeah. And, you, and I'm the most positive anyone could be. But you're still messing up. <laughs> and everyone's wrong. They're all wrong. Don't listen to her, him, them. 
no one except me, you're fantastic. <laughs> really? You're fantastic. So I've got to, with some parents, reality-base them. Your kid's a superstar, you think. No. Bad, bad. Not so good. First touch. The ball goes three metres away. <laughs> that isn't good. The kid's 13. And they, they shouldn't be doing that. Kids 8 can do that better. Really? Well, what's wrong with you? Well, what kind of coaching did you get? So there is a... There are some facts. We need facts. But I can't burst their bubbles. Yeah, yeah. Bing. I don't want to be the naysayer, but people think Mr. Positivity is Mr. Positivity also. So, in other words, I'm going to say exactly what you want me to say. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. I can't because I'm not professionally giving you the tools to actually become the limitless best, which you inherently and innately are, but you're messing them up with your thinking. It's faulty thinking. That's all it is. It's faulty thinking. It's not that the person isn't able. Every kid can improve by quantum leaps if they have the right people around them. You could put a number of the kids going through the programs you guys are associated with and take them to any forum in the world and they could become brilliant full-time professionals. You know at least at least a dozen or half a dozen of kids. You put them anywhere and they could become that thing, right? It's just the environment. And Australia is now finding its place in world football. The environment doesn't know what to do with these kids. We just keep propping them up and pumping their tyres up. pumping. Their, they need a bit of reality basing, but they need to know how to resiliently deal with the information by being open and positive to go, now I can grow. Thank you for the information. Now I know what to do. You told me what I need to do, as she told you what to do. Bang, 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 bang. Ah, now, if you do that for 30 days at least, I know you'll improve. I know if you do visualisation, affirmations for one month, you will think differently of yourself if you did it assiduously daily. I know because I've been doing it forever. Anyone who wants to do it will grow like this. How much do you want to grow? Or do you want to just hear mummy and daddy tell you you're beautiful and you're fantastic? <laughs> you're just so good. You're so good. You don't need to think about your first touch. You, that, that three metres, you've got those three metres on a big field. It's bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. People are so not telling the truth. Because they don't know the truth, but they all know the stuff. Yeah. But they don't talk to professionals. And, and we need to be equipped to deal with those difficult people and, and the ones who, who really do have the right intentions, but they just don't know. Yeah. We need to teach them and educate them. But we come to football programs where they have great coaching, but everything around them is not even considered. But what about the parents? How, how do you help them help an athlete do you tell them to keep pumping the tires up don't do that I'm telling them the first touch is not good enough don't tell them it's good enough go out there and I ask them to get in the, every morning wake up and spend 7 minutes to go off a wall and hit the ball off the wall and take it any part of their bodies I said that to them are they doing it the thing you can do is say oh, I didn't notice that you did it every day and check in on it be accountable to development we will give them the skeleton or the schemata of development will tell you how to develop it. Don't tell us that we're doing it wrong or why are you in this program. Let us coach them. But at home, let them do what they need to do, practice. Because they need to do at least about a half an hour by themselves if they're really serious a day. If they're serious. Or they would just want to turn up and just first touch will just get a bit better over years. You don't have that time. Yeah. <sighs> well. Great segue into uh, social media. That's a oh, I love it. <laughs> Let me check mine. 
<laughs> so social media the reason I ask social media is because you speak about uh, the environment and obviously the environment is massive and obviously if you can surround yourself with positive people you're probably going to have a good environment you're going to grow you're going to challenge each other etc 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 but sometimes people's environment is social media and even yes. I even know myself personally when I came yeah. off Facebook Instagram all the rest of it my perception of the world changes as well when yes. I was on Instagram you're constantly comparing yourself to other people and yep. I don't see as a help or hinder for me yep. as a hinder it yep. may help some people and there is help there because again you can connect with some really really great people out there and get some great knowledge from yep. social media like we said the, the best people share information so you get that on the web mm. but you can delve far too deep into that and it does yep. hinder you yes. I think more than ever yep. kids are in that in that yep. realm they see all these different football players showing their highlight reels and think yep. I'm not there yet I'm not there yet okay. constantly putting themselves down and oh, comparing comparing constantly yes. and of course yes. there's also the, the aspect of comments people getting Oh, love to be the keyboard yes. gangsters and correct to be critical of everything they see. Oh, keyboard gans- gangsters. I like that one. I like that one too. That's a good one. Yes, yes, yes. I think it's what, what people compare themselves to as well because they compare themselves to highlight reels. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All they see, all people see is a highlight reel. So, yeah. well, that's it. That's what I'm yeah. That'd be reality. And if I can't be that highlight reel, then... I, I think um, there's many things that you've just um, spoken about there, but I think the starting point is... The highlight reels is the result of all the hard work. Yeah. So we need to encourage our, our, our clients or the athletes around us to look at, get the video that says um, Messi's training regime. Uh, Ronaldo's, instead of just seeing the move, what does it take to get the move? Like I know in all the different things, like surfing's a big thing, uh, you know, to go to Uluwatu and get into a tube in a barrel of longer than two to three seconds is an art of many times getting it right and wrong. For me doing a spinning kick and how many thousands of times I did it to actually do it once in a competition, no one sees that. So what we need to help them with is there's a lot of available information, but really focus on what it took to get there, what it took to get there. Because the move is the end game. And they go straight away, I can't do that. Of course you can't do it. <laughs> Took them a thousand times, you didn't see it. Yep. Duh. That's what I, I always, well, that's what we say about mistakes and kids making mistakes. Yep. So yep. I praise a mistake yep. because that means you've tried to do something yep. that you're now going to get better at the next yep. time because yep. you've just got it wrong. So if you didn't do that, you were yep. getting it wrong. And I think that reflects to me playing is I always played safe and I did safe things and kicked the ball away. And I was praised for doing safe things as a footballer. Yes. But then it yep. led me to a limit. Yes. So I think if we yes. can praise players yeah. to keep making mistakes, and I say, who do you think made the most mistakes? Probably Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah. Probably have made well, Michael mistakes. Jordan says. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, 5, he's, yeah, he's made more mistakes than anyone. 29 mistakes. To, to, to get it right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think we need, we need to keep, as you said, we need to keep yeah. describing the process to get to and, and 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 that's two things. That's an additional thing because you, you, you were just talking there about the social media and mistakes, yes. Um, but let's go back to the, the, the three principles. Words and actions always positive. Uh, what you put out is what you get back and help and hinder. Mistakes help or hinder. We know mistakes help us as long as you're going to learn. Social media, when you're in, in, immersed in it or engrossed in it, it becomes detrimental to self help or hinder. Hinder. So if it hinders me, so a little bit's important because as a professional, we need a little bit of social media. But to you, for comparing yourself and going, you are bad, any kid that's saying that, help or hinder? Hinder. 
So we've got to give them systems instead of looking at these big topics. The boomerang effect, the reason it's successful, the three things, you can look at anything like that. Am I being positive? What am I projecting? Um, what am I, like defeatism, mistake, defeated. What boomerang you put in? You defeated. How are you going to get out and do it? Does it help or does it end? What does help me? Something positive. What helps me? Learning. Yeah. Seeing this as an opportunity, that the mistake is the very thing I needed to do to become better. Social media, what am I learning? That if I do it too much, I hurt myself. I hurt myself because my, my perception of me is getting built on something frail. I want to get out there on the paddock and go, boom, 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 boom. If I'm boom, boom, booming and I'm looking at this going, oh, I'm awful, that hinders me. So it's the, the lenses with which you look at everything that we need to educate them about. Because the sport, why I loved working full-time in the NRL as the head of mind, the head mind coach, and, and I was appointed, as I said to you, um, by the, the head of the NRL right now, who was the head of Bulldogs before. Um, the reason he put me in there, because he said, this is the next frontier. Why I like that is because we kept refining these principles for all the athletes all the time. We, we got them to keep reconsidering different angles on it and seeing it in different. And they all grew because there was a consistency. People think that the mind pops in and then the mind is a part-time thing. I've got all the technical. Now I'm going to get my thinking right. At this age, this is where they've got to make choices, discernment, help or hinder, help or hinder. Practicing this way, help or hinder. Eating that food, help or hinder. Um, anything and everything. Yelling at my mum just before I went to the power. Why didn't you get my boots? Help or hinder. Your responsibility. We need to educate them because we are, and this is the beauty of what I, what I got that opportunity to do, full-time traveling with the team, 150 games, was that I helped them see that this was a vessel, this sport, through which they can see all of their lives. You have the wonderful opportunity through a sport to show that all of your life will be something like your sport. You're opening their eyes up to that. How everything that you do, when you critically commit to a tackle, you have nine times out of more, you have a better chance of getting there and optimizing your chances than you going half-assed. Correct or not? Yeah, You're teaching that whatever you do in life, Whatever you do, it's going to take a commitment, a dedication, a trust and a faith, a positive energy in yourself. So we now are showing them life through a sport of preparation, mind, body, emotion, spirit, and right group that will enable them for the rest of their lives to be who they need to be. Whether they're here two minutes or whether they're here for the rest of their careers, we are the vessel through which they will become more of themselves. I'm sounding a bit philosophical, but that's how I see sport. Yep. That it's a channel, that it's an opener, yeah. whether it be social media, whether it be mistakes. All of these mistakes they're going to be looking at to their final day. All of this this stuff, is, computers are going to go more and more in our lives. <coughs> we need to train them like any other new thing in your life, whether it be the first television or whether it be yeah. telephone or a car or now spaceships, to deal with that better. That's that's our responsibility as educators, I feel. Brilliant. Spot on. Um, well, we're going about an hour and a half. Just what have we? Wow, jeez, people to see. Lunches to have. There's a couple of things. Just what to finish on. One would be I'm interested in to know what sort of like habits, routines, sort of you have on a daily basis. Yeah. Me and Leon are quite big on like daily routines and building habits and building habits with our players. I think it's really 
really beneficial long term. Okay. And again, talking about the successful people we know and we've met, they seem to have good habits. Yeah. And a consistent that builds that consistency day yep. to day. Is there anything you do on a day to day basis, yep. or you recommend people do a routine basis to yep. to have a big effect? I, I, look, I've got dozens and dozens of things to say about this, but I'll, I'll make it really simple so anyone listening to this just can have a walk away and go, "Ah, oh, that's what I need to do." Ah, oh, that's what I need. Um, so the, the the habit is to live the golden rule boomerang effect and help it. So daily I do that. Then daily I would have a journal which. I've written a quarter of a million words of a journal. So I'll have my journals packed up here. And I'll just write. And I'll write about the day. And I'll note it. Where I am. Things that are important. I'll reflect. I did this every day for 16 years. Now I haven't got the time. But I can't wait to get there and reflect on the last two weeks. So I check. I check that I'm being me. These consistent things every day for 16 years this way. Journaling. If someone's never journaled, write three good points that you did today. Simple. Good starting point. Okay. But let me do a, a general overview, macro, helicopter view. In the morning, the first thing you, you do, project. I want to be a professional footballer. <laughs> See it? I know to get there, I've got to do a lot of things. Boy, I need to work hard. If it was, that, if it was a dream of someone. You've got to project on big picture. I'm thinking the best athletes I've ever researched. They know where they want to be. NBA, NFL. They want to be there. They want to be in the NRL. They want to be somewhere. So you see that. You engage it. Then, all of the day, you are mindfully present. All day. And that means you have an intention and an attention to the best you can in everything you do. An intention and an attention to do the best you can in everything you do. And then, at the end of the day... You reflect, how well did I do that? And you check, oh, my intention, oh, I lost my stuff when I was going in that roundabout. I lost my stuff, so I was emotionally in the wrong place. So I check and I write some notes after I've written my three good points. Three good points, I need to work on this tomorrow. You go to sleep, peacefully going, learn a lot today. And then I go to bed, I wake up in the morning and I project for the first five minutes. And then I project my big dream and then everything in my day is going to be mindful presence. And then I check at the end of the day. So projection, mindful presence, and reflection. That's a simple one. Personally, I wake up and I meditate daily. And I calmly get into the now because I've just been in a subconscious, unconscious place where I've downloaded what the universe wants me to do. <laughs> so the download process has ended. So I sit quietly and I go through specific exercises of mind. And um, that takes five to ten minutes. And sometimes that's hard uh, because of kids and the rest of it. But I always find a time to find peace. And then I say what it is that I'd like to achieve today. Today I wanted clarity. Obviously I didn't achieve that. But clarity was the key word for today. Clarity, clarity, clarity. I downloaded that when I went to sleep. So the night before, clarity was the number one thing for today. This. I wanted clarity. Woke up. Clarity and peace. Emptied myself, emptied myself, total, totally connected myself. I have all these different things that I could go on and on and talk to you about. The geometrical meditations that I've developed, which will come out in a book. But really then it's peacefully being in the now throughout the whole day. And then when I need to, ready, get a hold on to it. <laughs> Woo! And show the energy. 
show it, bring the energy. Wherever I am, bring an energy. But also listen. Listen and be compassionate and empathetic. So I know because I've been working on this forever, but I develop lots of these plans for different people and I've listened to hundreds of versions. There's not one version, but experiment. Set your day up. Be mindfully engaged. Reflect on your day. Start it again. And never, ever, ever say... When someone asks you, how was your day? Same old, same old. Slap yourself in the face. Slap your bum. There is not, if you had a same old, same old, you didn't project anything. You weren't mindfully present. And nor did you reflect on anything. Because if you reflected on it, you wouldn't do it the next day. Of same old, same old. There is nothing the same of anything. Because everything is changing in this very breath. Just like in a football field. Cool? Brilliant. Absolutely spot on. Uh... One thing we always like to ask yes is resources, books, anything you, you like to recommend mm, to people. Hundreds. Yeah, just I'm sure there is, mate. I'm sure there is. We're, we're big what readers, is, so we like. Okay. So uh, anything you can recommend people take away from things that you've learned. For the more learned who want to read a psychological text, the does it one, even have to be psychological? No, no. I want to like, give one, and then yeah. I'll give the yeah. I'll give some other versions. Just a few. Yeah. First, learned optimism. Right. Martin Seligman's work, who's the father, second father of positive psychology. I read his book in 1991 and made, I commenced my comeback at 33 based on his work. Right. So learned optimism is a brilliant one. He compares some NCAA teams, particularly the language of the coaches that was public. Yep. Fantastic, fantastic. You could do that work right here, right now. That. Then 1991 was also a, a formative year for me because I was giving my first so-called spirit text. I was doing some travelling around Australia as a guest lecturer in the fitness world and um, someone gave, gave me this book called Way of the Peaceful Warrior. And Way of the Peaceful Warrior by Dan Millman, an ex-Olympic uh, gymnast, started me thinking about the now and really, really blew my mind of getting a mentor and what does it mean to be present at, at the expense of everything else and, and being distraction-free in every moment. I really got into that. So I, I pursued that for five years relentlessly before I got into Buddhism. And when I got into Buddhism, I started to real, uh, read um, Rinpoche's works. And Rinpoche's works um, said to me one of the most important things of my evolution of this stuff over these years was that Put all the books down, get what you like, write it all down and live it, be accountable to it and just do it day in and day out and then tweak it. So those two really were important. So three, so those three, the Dan Millman, the Ripochet and also Seligman, but then also Mainstream, um, Eleven Rings by um, uh, Phil Jackson, loved it, Sacred uh, Eleven Rings and Sacred Hoops by Phil Jackson yep. and his mentor, mentor. Mumford, Mumford's works are brilliant. He's the mindfulness guy. Love him to death. Um, and then more recently, oh, Eckhart Tolle's In the Now. I like his stuff too. I could go on and on, but that's the stuff. No, right. How's it sound? Spot on, yeah. absolutely excellent. Um, what I would like to ask before we wrap up is, is there any coincidence you want a Chicago Bulls hat? Because is it? Is that Scottish accent? Chicago Bulls hat. You want a Chicago Bulls hat? Yes. And, yes. Um, you mentioned a lot of NBA coaches. Yes, yes. Chicago Bulls obviously massively successful in the yes. 90s, big on their mindset sort of thing. Is there yeah. anything in connotation there or is it just by chance you've got that hat? No, no, it's definitely that hat. And yeah. I do like hats yeah. and I am going bald. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the truth. But um, I love I love what Michael Jordan did. Yeah. I love what Phil Jackson... I love the story behind 
dealing with great athletes. The, the coach's experience of Phil Jackson, brilliant. If any coach wants to develop, yes, I want do all the great coaches, the, you know, the, the global football coaches, but if you really want to know how to work with people, uh, I think Phil Jackson, and then you really want to understand what a super superstar mindset is, look into Jordan. And look and how, and I'm not saying that that is the way, yes. I'm just saying it's a way Absolutely. that worked. It, worked for him, yeah. it was brilliant, but how determined and the conviction with the training and the work, that backyard stuff with his brother and just going and hitting. I can relate to that because my brother was a fighter and he helped me become, you know, a national kickboxing champion because it was, it was war. We got in the ring, it was war. I can relate to the war of Jordan and his big brother. So, yeah, I love a lot about the Bulls. Yeah. I, I don't mind bull too. It's, sometimes I like a bit of bull. Bull! Bull! Bit of bull with this guy. Yeah. But I'm honest sometimes too. Nah, probably mate. Uh, we'll wrap it up there, mate, because it's been probably a lot longer than I'm sure you've got a busy day. Yeah. But, first of all, thank you, mate, for giving the time. You probably gave us more knowledge there and you probably charge a lot of people for that. Nah. So, uh, the man who's got nah. absolute knowledge gold, uh, I'm sure we could have done this for another few hours. Easy. Like, easy, easy. Easy. I was ready. I was ready for at least... No, no. Let's <laughs> joke. Exactly. Sleeping bag. Sleeping bag. Yes, yes. Sleep yes. Sleep yeah. <laughs> uh, mate, look, thanks very much. What I would like is for you to just tell everyone, listen, if you wanted to learn more about you, I know you mentioned some books you may have coming out yeah. in the future. Yeah. Anyone how they can get a hold of you or learn more um, about you or any information you've got. So, LinkedIn. Yep. So, John Novak, LinkedIn. They've got Twitter, Boomerang Effect, B underscore Boomerang Effect. Um, websites, Boomerang Effect, yep. and John Novak Sport. Just keep those in, keeps keep those in mind. Um, yeah, yeah, the websites. Other than that, is um, if the, can I say some parting words? Say anything you like. So you to me, um, I do believe in the innate brilliance of every human being, and I know that if great people come together and 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 really want to be open to each other's magic. They can do anything. An individual can do anything. A group of people can do anything. But there needs to be suspending of judgment and an, and, and a wild faith in, in something within them and around them. And um, that we own that this second. All the perceptions and all those things that we go through of lacking belief and trust and all that stuff, to me that's all, that's all folly and that's all unnecessary. That's all stuff that just gets in your way of your limitless best. So um, that's why I get excited to work, talk to you guys. I get excited working with all my athletes. And it doesn't matter how old I am. I know to my final day, here it comes, I'll be... Woo! <laughs> Thank you very much for Thanks the Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank Cheers. you. Top, man. Awesome. Many thanks to John. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll be back next week with one of our own. Leon's going to discuss kickoff soccer centres and the vision we have to give you a better idea about what we do. Be sure to subscribe to the Changing the Game podcast so you don't miss out. See you next time.